Lately, I've had more of a topic-based show. It goes in directions it needs to, but uh, I have an idea and I go that way. This episode is not that. It is episode 83 of Psychotherapy with your host, Jet Dunlap, which is also me. And it is a year, a year of the show. Thank you for sticking with us. And if you're new, thank you for stopping by. Today I talk a little bit about what's going on in my life and what's been going on in my life in the last year that I've been doing this. Not in detail, more feeling. Not dates and events, but emotions. I talk about my feeling of insecurity, and you're thinking, oh wow, that sounds like fun. That'll brighten up my Sunday, chocolate Sunday or day of the week. I'm trying to share with you the things that I think are not shared in a world right now where you turn into the news and they give you what you want to hear and they make you feel like the people that you see are not vulnerable, don't have feelings, don't have emotions, just show up shiny like they came off a uh, dental ad with their glow-in-the-dark teeth. I'm trying to give you the grit. I'm not trying. I mean, that also ends up just being who I am. And then I try and tell you that I'm still hopeful. And maybe I don't even try. Maybe I just tell you. I think I got hung up on that try thing for a second there. One year. Thank you for listening. Please continue to listen. And invite others to listen because for God's sake, the price is right. I'm Jet Dunlap. This is Psychotherapy. That episode starts right now. One year ago, yesterday, I started a podcast called Psychotherapy with Jet Dunlap. Isn't that profound? (laughs) It's just like this name. I didn't know how to podcast. I didn't know how to edit a podcast. I didn't know how to set up a website for a podcast. I couldn't spell podcast. That last one might be a lie. But there's plenty of things I can't spell. Just uh, read anything I've written ever. I believed that it was time for me to do it. I believed that there was a reason for me to do it. And I believed that all the doubt and fear that it would never find an audience was not going to be the case. I had done many, 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 many self-produced shows, video mostly, and spent lots of money on the equipment, spent lots of hours on the editing, all of it not to make a profit. We're talking eight years. And it didn't find its audience. And so starting another venture that was in the same space seemed intimidating. So when I decided to do the show again, I just went for it. Now, Gina was huge in that because she uh, set up the website, figured out all that program, applied for the podcast daily. <laughs> you can tell I wasn't involved because I called it a daily. Um, and I said, you know, I'm going to give it a year and 100 episodes. Now, at the start, I thought, 100 episodes. That should be about how many episodes you do in a year. Not being proficient in what podcasts do in a year or a month or anything, I I didn't know that that was not very realistic. So I said, okay, 100 in a year. I've done 82 as of the anniversary of this show, and I understand that's pretty good. As far as the audience, I know it's grown. Uh, My reviews haven't grown. 
but I keep having people add me on Facebook and Instagram or try to who I have no idea who they are and then I find out they've been listening to the show. Some of the people have things to say about me that are in reference to the show that I didn't even know that's how we knew each other. But I keep going because I get into a routine and I maintain hope. Something that I have to tell Jean all the time and she has to remind me that I do believe there's something coming. And I understand how stupid that sounds. <laughs> Trust me, if you're a believer or you're a person who has a lot of faith, I don't come to that naturally, okay? So when I say stuff like that, I think, what a cuckoo bird. That's your plan? At this age, your dad already had a kid who moved out of the house. Put another way, when my father was my age now, I was already in college and gone. He was an empty, well, not an empty nester because he had my two other brothers, so not even close. He was a full nester. But that's my dad. My mom, I was long gone. I have things that I've done. I've stacked up. And maybe you can relate to this if you're a creative. The screenplays I've written are there. I want them to be printed out, but uh, they're not quite at that stage. They're finished, and they've had some passes, but they haven't gone to professional screen uh, readers. <laughs> I don't know what that is. They haven't been professionally edited yet, but once they are, I'll have that. So that's good. The intelligence that I've gained in the last 10 years with my feverish attack of anything that will make me smarter. Like I said, last month, 29 hours of audios I listened to. Biographies, self-help, guided stuff on meditation, fields that I'm going into. I've educated myself in ways I couldn't imagine. I guess I could have guessed. When I was a kid, my dad had this thing called Incarta. It was a CD-ROM. For those of you who are younger, uh, CDs are like records, but smaller and shiny. It's weird that you know what records are, but you don't know what CDs are. But they're, uh, you know, you'd put them in the mouth of your car, or you'd put them in the mouth of your home mouth thingy, and you'd play them. This was not that. <laughs> This one in a computer. And computers were giant bookcase-looking things with TV-monitored-style guys that were enormous and weighed lots of pounds. And you can take that lots of pounds number to the bank. That's accurate. So anyway, I put it in Carta, and I'd look up all this stuff. I remember looking up the I Have a Dream speech and the Kennedy speech and the Apollo missions and how things worked, machinery and the, the Hoover Dam, and all this stuff just, just went as far as I could. And I remember I would picture it in this kind of fractal pattern, right? So one thing would lead me to another. I'd look up, I don't know, the Great Depression, lead me to the Hoover Dam, lead me to dams in general, lead me to hydroelectric dams. And then in Encarta, you'd be done. It only went so deep because it was, you know, CD-ROM. It only went as far as the writers of the software went. Well, once I got the internet, I could go down what they call the rabbit hole, which is not actually a real rabbit hole. That's for rabbits. This is just the metaphorical one. I bet you that has to do with Alice in Wonderland and the Matrix. But I go down there and I learn as much as I can. We know that knowledge is not power. Applied knowledge is power. My application of knowledge is mostly just dumped on poor Gina and then you guys. A human needs purpose. A human needs an outlet. I don't think you'll find a person who's living their quote-unquote best life who isn't doing what it is they know they can do well. 
And the problem with doing something well is, and this is really what they meant when they used to say, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. I take issue with that. Who is it? George Burns who said that? Someone like that. That's easy for people to say who got the job they want. I've been trying to do what I love, and I've been working harder than I ever did at the jobs I hated. So when I was a corporate guy, I went into work, and I got a paycheck for selling more units that my team was able to sell, my, my, uh, my region. That was way easier than what I do now. So you bet I work. If you love what you do, you do it with a larger amount of energy. And so you're going to do it better. I'm a hustler. Baby, <laughs> I just want you to know. It ain't where I've been. It's where I'm about to go. That was not intentional. I was a hustler, you know. I, I worked as hard as I could and I networked. And I have probably a thousand business cards and I've given out way more than a thousand. Opportunity. Now, if you read a book on this secret, I can't tell you. They'll say, well, I'm not positive. I'm not picturing my wealth and my future with enough intent, with enough of a clear vision. I don't go through my day with abundance in my heart. I'm tough. I'm resilient. And I like to believe that there's a purpose behind all of this. When I see serendipity or coincidence or deja vu, stuff like that, it's always pointing me into the creative field. Keep writing. Keep doing stuff like I'm doing right now. I don't really expect you guys to answer any of these questions, so I'm sorry if I put them at your feet. I don't like asking for help. The other day I had to ask someone to give me some advice. And I can't remember the last time I did that. Because it is against what I was brought up to believe, and it makes me feel less than. It's pretty funny for a guy who has a show about advice. The show's been a year, 365 days, in case you didn't know how long that was. That's kind of more theatrical, right? 365 days a year. <laughs> Three payments left on your Subaru. I feel some things about that. I've made it a year. I don't have any tangible evidence that this show has check the boxes. But I thought, what if there was a story before the guy was the guy you know, the gal you know? In my case, it's got to be a guy because that's who I am. What if you heard their voice before it happened? What if you heard it as it happened? All the things that I've talked to you about over the last year are a map. And if that map leads to a pot of gold, well, that'd be weird. But if it leads to my eventuality, Hearing it be executed in real time would be incredible. I really think there's nothing like that. I'm not getting funded to do this, so this isn't a job. The benefit of that is I can tell you whatever I want. Recently, I was applying for something where I'm having to filter and clean up my Facebook and clean up my YouTube and clean up all this other stuff, right? Even worry about this show, which I won't do. I'd rather just not get hired. Even if it's a multiple six-figure job, which it could be, I'd rather not do the job than compromise this show because I believe in it that firmly. I'm able to say what I want, when I want, how I want. And for me, it's just what I feel at the moment. Because if I was a multi-multi-millionaire, had my $180 million, was looking through <laughs> diamond glasses, I don't know what looking through was going, 
or looking through was going, would be the proper language. But if I'm looking through the glass of my mansion in the infinity pool, looking over the Pacific Ocean, and I'm telling you, hang in there, what does that mean? You've made it, dude. You can't tell people to hang in there. They're probably not there. That, I mean, if you listen to that and you think, wow, I'll be there soon, that hurts. And you also are apt to blame yourself for not being at the same place. So with my show, here's a guy who's doing the same thing you are, in the same place you are. You can say he's still doing it. He's got all the knowledge, all the wisdom, all the boxes checked. But it's opportunity meets preparation. He's prepared. He's jumped at every opportunity, but his opportunity will come. And then that map makes sense in hindsight. Every time I've ever had an incredible accomplishment, people said, oh, I knew you could do that. Of course I knew you could do that. You're Jet. I knew you could do that. And my line is always, I didn't know I could do that. How did you know? The reason that happens is because it was no surprise to people. That must have been what they saw my eventuality as. Sometimes I feel like I went from a kid who was too young to do it to a guy who's now a little old to try. And that is tough. But what's the alternative? Stop. Can't do that. I'm alive. People depend on me. People depend on my emotional willingness to continue. I trust. A year of this show has gone by in a blink. And I'm night and day from where it started. And I hope that in the what feels like sometimes aimless stories that I create, there's something that carries weight with you. I hope there's something that hits you in a way you haven't been gotten to before. Because that is why I'm doing it. Because I saw a gap in the self-help, business development, self-meditation world. I saw that they were number one bestsellers. They were millionaires. They were heads of companies. And I'm beating a dead horse by talking about this, but I just wanted you to hear it from someone who's like you. And when I turn into something that's greater, you'll know it can happen. So thank you for one year of patronage to the store that is my words. I'm out of words, and this is Jet Dunlap for Psychotherapy. Thank you for listening.